0: Hey. Hi.
1: I'm Alex. And I'm Val. And we are here to talk about My*.
0: Season four, episode five of The Sopranos.
1: Yeah. And it's an amazing episode. I really <laughs> like this one.
0: I wonder how many times we've said it's all, an amazing all episode. Of them. <laughs>
1: Every single one. <laughs>
0: I wish we had something different to say.
1: Yeah, but they are all kind of I don't actually you know what I didn't say that on Christopher think I think I did.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, we started off that conversation rather differently.
0: Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just sat down. I feel like we've like had a little bit of a break, but maybe we haven't.
1: I don't know. Anyways, we We're just here. sat down, we
0: watched Piomai. Mm-hmm. We took some notes.
1: Yeah.
0: Um I think this is a really important episode in terms of, like, decoding some of the symbolism in this show. Yes. I feel like some of the things that, you know, some things we talked about and some things that we haven't talked about before in as much depth, like, really come out here. Like, I think the color thing, really, Yeah. they start to kind of, like, establish some code of some sort. Again, I haven't really, like... Decoded it, well, I feel I like they say, were
1: doing that a lot in the early days they of the show. Were. I feel like they're, like, revisiting it. They kind of, like, are grabbing yeah, that aspect of again. Yeah, but there was something again.
0: here with, like, like yellows that we saw last episode, too, mm-hmm. and blues. Like, reds were the ones And reds. Me. Like, there's definitely, and then we had characters switching between those colors and some of them keeping those colors. Yeah. Anyways, that. Also the animal thing.
1: I think, yeah, that's really what's getting established right now. Because I feel like that's a new symbol that's being introduced right now. Yeah. Like, well, and that's. Well, we've
0: always had our ducks.
1: Well, yeah, we've always—that's true. But actually, I feel like
0: different animals actually mean different right from things. the beginning.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it's like it's really just getting expanded upon. You're right. The ducks have been there since the pilot episode. Also, what animals bring out of characters, mm-hmm. the kind of aspects of their personalities mm-hmm. that are kind of drawn out by their interaction with animals. I yeah. think that's really interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yawning. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. That's I think something really important. And then I think. I don't know. Like, there, there's something too with the stuff with Bobby that's really interesting. that mm-hmm. I want to talk about. I feel today. like he's like starting him a new as a character. Like,
1: his arc is kind of like, yeah, it's really yeah. going somewhere right now for the first time. Yeah, I think he's kind of being brought into the mob through Janice in a way that hasn't happened before.
0: Yeah, is well, it... and yeah, maybe we'll just start there. Sure. We know that like Janice is kind of seen like we had Ralphie refer to when he was with Janice, and I and I'm sure Richie said something or other about it, like being with Janice can um, could be something important for someone to do or something useful for a mob guy to do right Mm -hmm. like being like actually being part of the family does hold some weight right so Janice is like technically kind of an important Pawn for these guys in some ways. I mean, too. Ralph, I don't think Bobby sees it that way. Some yeah, characters I mean, Ralph like blatantly it.
1: brought that up recently. In um, terms um, but of we
0: see how it actually, like, you know, in some ways benefits Bobby today, his association with her. So, um,
1: sure, you feel that Bobby,
0: well, depends it depends on yeah. how you look at it. Yeah. I mean, like in terms of like, you know, Bobby not like Junior not kicking Bobby out of his position or mm-hmm. whatever, right? And, um,
1: But that's also because he's following Janice's advice. Well,
0: that's what I'm saying. It shows how it can be beneficial to the characters. What I meant is like, I don't know if that's like a really beneficial thing for Bobby to be doing. Like, (laughs) I don't think like, yeah, his wife dies and he should throw himself back into, you know, like harassing union members at a bar. But if he wants to be successful in the mob. Right. You know, that's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, but I guess it's interesting. In Soprano's
0: world. It's interesting,
1: yeah, that it's like it's benefiting him just through like following the advice of Janice as opposed to just like benefiting from like her stature within the family
0: yes well and we also see this with Tony and Paiomai right like and his advice with these races mm-hmm. and it is kind of like happenstance you know like it's obviously like not like Tony's knowledge of horses or Janice's knowledge of the mob even per se um, but these characters are following the advice of Janice and Tony and they're benefiting from it
1: but interestingly i mean for tony he gives this advice and it's actually a fluke that pile oh my wins totally that first no one. that's, actually what that's to exactly what i'm advice. saying yeah so i mean actually who does follow tony's advice really mm. in the beginning nobody it actually mm. has nothing to do with what he said it's just like a coincidence that right. it lines up
0: right right right
1: and bobby does follow janice's advice but the interesting thing is the manipulation that's happening yeah like janice has very ulterior motives for yeah. pushing forward
0: yep. bobby in this way yeah
1: um, I thought it was interesting, actually, like, in terms of the color thing we were talking about with Janice. She's shown wearing, like, a lot of vibrant reds mm-hmm. in a very kind of extreme way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, it's kind of with the backdrop of the other characters at Bobby's house. Bobby and his kids wearing these muted blacks, yeah, muted grays, things that we've often seen associated with the mob characters. So there's, like, a, an absence of color. And I feel like the show is very deliberate when they do include color on a character or in a scene that it's a choice to include that as opposed to these kind of monotone color schemes yeah and i think that like janice there's something artificial about this like brightness that's there and we see her kind of acting as a character that she isn't as this kind of caring caring like motherly uh, yeah helpful good cook yeah good cook which is i mean none of the, she's none of these yeah. things at all like it's a complete act And there's something that really stands out in that situation. I think she's trying to create a persona. And it's maybe, like, reflected a little bit by that. Yeah. Um, Also, yeah, for her, it's interesting. Like, her just really kind of taking these opportunities to manipulate. So talking about the times where she had a shotgun in her mouth. Yeah. Um, Talking to Bobby about how he was depressed and saying how you can't do this because you have kids. And she's bringing up Harpo. So this emotional manipulation where she brings up things where she doesn't really have... She shouldn't be bringing them up. I mean, in the case of Harpo, she says, (laughs) one thought of Harpo without his mother and I couldn't do it. Well, the reality is that Harpo is living his life without his mother.
0: (laughs) He's not there with Janice, so that's not
1: really a fair thing to... Poor Harpo. (laughs) Poor (laughs) Harpo. Spoiler, we never meet Harpo. Oh, man. Unfortunately. But it's interesting how she is using that as emotional manipulation. Um, it's similar to the ZD. Like she sees, she walks in on Bobby on a day where he's actually doing really well. How's it going? Well, oh wow, because this is like yeah. a change. Then she takes that as a moment to like strike.
0: Yeah. Why
1: don't we have the ZD? Yeah. She doesn't want the Chinese because of the MSG. Right. Like she's she has a way of kind of pushing things I forward know. in a way that she wants, and then she uses the food as a tool to manipulate Bobby and get what she wants, which is something we've seen in the show before: seeing food being used as manipulation.
0: Yeah. No, and it's even, like, because, like, she kind of takes this moment, like, yeah, like you said, like, his good day, but he also, like, she can see that, like, her other manipulations are kind of working. Like, he's like, we should go out for dinner. Yeah. Right? And she, like, totally jumps on that, that aspect of it, right? Like, sees him, um, yeah, like, sees him softening towards her, right? Like, he has this conversation with Junior about her, and I love what junior has to say he's like enjoy your lasagna just don't come (laughs) rushing to me like
1: (laughs) he knows he's always known about janice oh yeah Yeah. he like
0: maybe sees janice more clearly than most people
1: yeah
0: um so i liked that line enjoy your lasagna just don't come running to me
1: (laughs) yeah it's interesting though it's interesting to see bobby partaking for instance like when he goes to the bar and he's saying you could have a bullet in your head here here and here like we haven't seen him as that type of character up until this point
0: it's in such a funny bobby way though like it's like so non-threatening but then it is it's really he's pretty good at it right (laughs) he like walks out and pays for his drink you know he's pretty smooth
1: yeah um what's next
0: um want to talk about like adriana and chris
1: yeah i do i do want to talk about adriana and chris
0: we can talk about, I don't know, like, so, like, this is, like, in an episode that's ostensibly about a horse, um, the first scene that we have, it takes place with the crazy horse, right? So, we ha- I don't know, again, we were talking a few episodes ago about that association, but um, we have this great opening scene of this episode where we see Adriana kind of, like, deep in thought, you know? Like, she's clearly going over this stuff with the FBI in her head, right? We see the eye behind her. Um, We see Tony and Sil come in, they're looking for Chris. And then we have this like crooked vision, right? Like we have this like tilted camera when she thinks Tony's on the phone saying FBI informant and like whatever, right? But he's really talking to Carm. (laughs) About the
1: estate papers. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) exactly.
0: So, um, and then we have her, like, peering in to the window of the back. I guess that's her office at the time where they're beating up the guy. Yeah. Like, peering into the room and seeing this violence really for some of the first times, right? Like, she's not really exposed to a lot of the violence of the mob. Mm-hmm. It's always been, like, Jimmy Choo's and nice bracelets. Yeah. And, like, um, but now that she's kind of, like, seeing this from this other perspective of an informant, right? Like, mm-hmm. of, like she's on this other side i think she's starting to see things really differently
1: absolutely um
0: you know like had it been before, had it been prior to all these events and like she walked in on tony and ralphie sitting in her office she might not have really thought anything of it yeah you know but now she's like trying to listen into their conversation it was like something about taxes too it was like a really boring conversation. Well, no
1: I, think it, no, I think it was about, like, payments to one of their shell companies. Yeah. And they said, we'll eat the taxes. Right. So it was, like, an illegal payment okay. that they were going to be laundering through okay. one of their shell Anyways. companies. Anyway.
0: um, yeah. But, you know, like, she might not have thought anything of it at that point, but now she's, like, she has this different lens. Yeah. Right? So even when we then, like, see her later at the hair salon and they call her and, mm-hmm. you know, they corner her at the mall and make her sit in the car, we can see how this like feeling of being followed or being watched or um you know playing sick so she doesn't have to go and be around tony so that she doesn't have any information to then share right mm-hmm. like she really has to be thoughtful about how she lives her life now and yeah i i don't i don't know like it's really um i, I don't know i just feel like we're in this Episode There was kind of this point of view camera kind of thing going on at at a number of times. Yeah. Especially with this kind of like spying or.
1: Yeah. I think.
0: Yeah, surveilling. Absolutely. And I think that there
1: was actually some really interesting cuts there. Like when Adrienne is looking in through that room, we have this focus on her eye, mm-hmm. which is also compared, you can also compare that to the eye that's yeah, present in Crazy Horse. Yeah. Which, I mean, you can kind of see now there's this actual like literal link between those. Yeah. Like the FBI has an eye in the club. Yeah. It's compromised. And
0: some other eyes outside. Like they knew who came that night.
1: Right. We don't yeah. really
0: know how they did, but they were like Vito and whoever right. and whoever. Yeah. yeah.
1: So we actually see Adriana focus on her eye looking in. And interestingly, there's an edit there to Janice looking through binoculars. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there's this theme that's kind of established early Mm -hmm. on in this episode of, yeah, kind of peering out and kind of gaining information for one's own purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a really interesting thing that then people do different things with. But there's always this kind of, like, self-serving aspect of it that happens at the end where everybody's kind of just trying to serve Their interests. Yeah. Even though Adriana's completely compromised and not serving her interests really because she's completely screwed, she's just trying to like survive and serve what the situation that she's in. Yeah. And she is kind of spying. Janice is now looking out. She's trying to serve her own interests and to better herself. Yeah. To find herself with Bobby to kind of move up this ladder to have more influence.
0: Yeah. Well, in terms of Adriana, right? Like, we have her, for the first time, kind of realizing that Pussy and Richie aren't in the Witness Protection Program. Um, like, she's getting more information right. again, right? Like, kind of like seeing this violence going on with Chris being involved, right? Yeah. She's also, like, all of a sudden, her, her perspective is totally changed on that, right? She just assumed they were in Witness Protection Program. Yeah. Um, and then we see her um you know near the end of the episode when she ma- or not near the end but you know somewhere in the second half of the episode when she makes chris um scrambled eggs mm-hmm. and eggs are a bad sign typically but um she's trying to make him scrambled eggs and she's trying to con- like say like oh like you know what about Santa Barbara like yeah. um we have our whole lives ahead of us yeah. right so like she's not only like trying to i don't know like limit the amount of information that she's exposed to so she doesn't have to compromise herself to the feds, but she's also trying to manipulate Chris to get herself out of this Trying to plant
1: ideas, which is very similar to what Janice is doing. Totally. And what everybody really does. I mean, Uh, everybody is kind of a manipulator in this this world.
0: But we sense really her, like, anxiety, right? Like, she does does heroin in this episode, right? Which we don't see her doing that often. Um, she's clearly still really hurt by the Danielle thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like she comes into that meeting and she's like, eat shit, Danielle, <laughs> like, Fair enough. which is pretty funny. Um, she's pretending to be sick, right? She's, um, yeah, it's like, it's her using heroin actually that really gets to me.
1: It's also, and we'll come back to this too, but like that, the heroin and, and kind of like as a symbol there's kind of like multiple uses of the idea of horse, I feel like, yeah, in this episode exactly. between the heroine, exactly. the animal, the club. Yeah. Um, and I think that they all kind of like mingle in different ways. But they're all things that bring comfort kind of to a character or like yeah. surface comfort or yeah. something. Yeah, I like And that's that. something I wanted to kind of get into later on with yeah. characters' relationship with the animals. But I think it was interesting, too, like with Adriana and her anxiety. For me, there was a parallel right away at the beginning of the episode where she's misreading Tony's conversation.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Kind of to this season already with Johnny Sack and Donny K in New York. Where Johnny Sack sees him laughing and then reads it for kind of right. based on his own right. his own issues. And then takes it out on him later on by going and beating him up. Where he feels like he's laughing about Johnny Sack's mole. Right. But he's not. And I feel like all these characters are just so stuck in their own world. And can only see things through their lens and their, you know, kind of frame of reference. Yeah. That they end up kind of like misjudging situations and, and being anxious or violent yeah. or acting out in ways that are not necessary. Well, it's
0: weird that you say this kind of like framing, like we actually have in terms of the, um, like the photography in this episode, we have a lot of scene, like important scenes that are framed in really interesting ways. Mm, like, yeah, kind of like, um, like, you know, if we well we'll talk more about the end of the episode, but like, you know, we kind of have the outdoors and the rain framed through the door of the stable, which is really similar to the shot that we get earlier of Carmela in the kitchen. And we're seeing her in this, like, lit kitchen, and we're looking from the dark oh, wow. living room.
1: Wow, yeah. And it's
0: like, it's, like, almost a direct parallel of where that, oh, in, good that one. door is placed. Yeah, but, I like, didn't think about that. But, like, it's lit that. in the opposite way, like... The front room is lit in the in the scene with Paiomai, and like the back room is lit with the mm. scene with Carmela. Good one. Um, again, like kind of like those peer, like those shots of peering in the windows and stuff like that. Like we see all these things framed, mm-hmm. and I think that that's I don't know. Again, we're really starting to get into the way that these characters like the way they view the world and the way that they interpret things right um or the
1: way that they're isolated that's another aspect for me yeah Mm -hmm. totally
0: totally and yeah there's these like blockages even i feel like the way like um like junior's obsession which i think is really funny but i love this part like junior's obsession with the court artist, (laughs) artist right like he's like like basically like that's how this guy sees me yeah and he's really mad about that right it is really funny. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> I liked it. That's pretty amazing. Like, I love that they like created that for this episode, you know. But um, yeah. Anyway, so there was something about that, like kind of like the way that things are framed that was standing out to me. But I'll, yeah. I might, I might see some other ones. I'm just looking through my notes. So I apologize.
1: There's more for me with Adriana being isolated from others too. Mm-hmm. Some things actually. There were some interesting scenes where she's with Agent Harris and I think since Sans- Se- Severino. Um, Mm -hmm. so they're eating food and like Harris actually, after she leaves, she has IBS and she's like running to the restroom. Um, Harris is kind of like eating his pastries and coffee and there's a shot of him like drinking coffee, eating pastries. Adriana is kind of like left with the fallout of this anxiety and is Mm -hmm. gone while they're eating food Mm -hmm. and drinking coffee. Then there's an edit to Tony eating Carm's tomato sauce that she's made for him saying like, oh, it's really good. And there's something about the decadence and indulgence of these characters just eating around Adriana like as she actually and in, in particular having IBS like she can't even like process food. Right. I thought was really interesting yeah, because yeah, there yeah. is this like this indulgence aspect
0: mm-hmm. of the people
1: around her that she can't really in- But it's engage interesting
0: in. to think about that when we think about like food as manipulation though like I don't really know how that fits together really, right? Like right. so if You know, because we do, we see that really used as a symbol of manipulation. So I wonder what that... Well, I think Carmella does that, that, too. Because, I mean, mm -hmm. like, when she's
1: feeding the tomato sauce, she also wants these financial documents signed.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And
1: talking about the manipulation, too, that's really interesting is, like, Tony's attitude and his... The way that he doesn't sign the trust agreement, I just thought was really interesting. Like, he basically encourages her by saying he will sign everything and she's ecstatic. And then he doesn't even bring up like he thinks it's a bad idea. He just doesn't do it, which I thought was really interesting yeah, as a character it's decision. It's so passive aggressive. It's really strange. Yeah. Like it actually just seems like such a And
0: then saying, I, I gave you about. two out of three. Right. And then, of course, that prompts Carmella to have zero more lines in this episode, basically. Right. And also
1: prompts Tony to, you know, go on to a scene where he order after he orders her flowers and he gets his favorite time of eating mayo, mayo meat. Yeah. His
0: favorite. (laughs) Well, those flowers, interestingly, there was like some really blue ones and some really yellow ones. Mm -hmm. And the blues and the yellows were really standing out to me Um, earlier. Like, so, like, we see, like, Tony, when he first goes to the racetrack, wearing this, like, really blue um shirt underneath a brown jacket. Um anyways, I'll talk about them. Yeah. I'll talk about them later cuz I want to keep talking about Adriana really quickly. Yeah. Um the other the other scene that I love with Adriana is when they like the agent Severino, is that her name? I think so. who like meets is at the mall, right? And she's there with Col- cosette yeah and then they're sitting in the car and Aide's face is like half black like it's yeah. like this really strongly lit scene yeah um she has this like half face on right and they're clearly like just making They they know she's gonna say something right they don't they mm-hmm. they know that by like making her feel this fearful and followed and whatever that she's gonna give them something now she's not giving them anything really and again like we were talking about how like it sucks that she probably, like, had she not said anything she would have been totally fine right like they had nothing on her
1: well they had like a little bit but you yeah. know that like the institution of the mob could have protected her fi- yeah i mean over i mean somebody's selling cocaine yeah in her club like you know that like their lawyers they would well, be like, able like any to...
0: any lawyer could probably yeah. like you know like she could get her own lawyer and and do it too it's not well, even, and she like, wouldn't
1: even have to probably no, like exactly. they would be protecting her because they want to look out for somebody like that because yeah. that is a liability for them
0: but then she gives them this information on patsy's suits yeah and then yeah so she tells them that piece of information um i don't know it's just like i I just find like this is really i mean chris and adriana are are two of my favorite characters for Mm -hmm. sure and like i've always felt that way and i feel this this way this season for some reason they really speak to me um we yeah we have her face kind of half in the dark she's talking about patsy's suits we have her like fault like the chair that Vito broke she's falling off of it right Mm -hmm. we kind of see how like her life is about to really change right Mm -hmm. like she's like she's not the same person that she was before the end like in last season for example she's really on this different trajectory um and i love the whole i love the scene where she suggests santa barbara to christopher yeah um and she, he keeps saying like she keeps talking about this negative shit right mm-hmm. he says it twice to her
1: yeah.
0: and i don't know like i don't know what it is that you know like chris and adriana like what their relationship represents or like what they represent but they're they're two characters that are really really different than the rest of the mob guys and the rest of the mob wives like yeah. there there are things about them that are really different um And one of the parts is kind of brought up, like, Christopher does have this, like, weird um, superstitious side, right? Like, he brings up the bird. He brings up that he's kind of cursed, Mm -hmm. right? And, like, he can't have this negative shit around him. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I just think, like, uh, yeah, her, I mean, for both of them, right? Like, you really see that this is you know that nothing good is going to happen. Nothing good is going to come of this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think for me, there's two things that are, I identify coming out of this that are big parts of this episode, and those are the aspects of isolation and also underhanded manipulation. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like when you were bringing up like Vito falling out of the chair, Patsy and the gang laughing at him, mm-hmm. Chris laughing at Adriana, like these characters have no compassion. Mm-hmm they're pretty stuck in their own world, in their own world of Mm -hmm. self-betterment and whatever kind of, like, impacts them and Mm -hmm. helps them. But they they don't really have any EQ. They don't really have any empathy. And I think they just think that bad things that happen to other people are kind of funny. And I think that Adriana is just increasingly isolated. Yeah. As are a lot of characters. Like, we see characters, like you said, the shot of Mm Carmela in the house, the shot of Tony at the end with the animals, which Mm -hmm. we'll get to later. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of characters that... Even if they found ways to cope with their isolation, they are still alone. Or Tony with the flowers that he orders and eating with flowers across, but not Carmela and yep. eating his meat mayo. Yep, yep, yep. You know, I think characters are alone.
0: Yeah. There well, was- in that last scene we have of Adriana, right? She comes home from the crazy horse. She takes off her top, and she's wet, right? Because it's raining. We have yeah. this. We have this very strong rain that happens in this episode, which I also think yeah. is import- important as a symbol. Yeah. Or at least in like the arc of this episode as mm-hmm. itself like we have this whole kind of back half that takes place in the rain yeah um but Adriana she's wet she comes in there's no words right like nothing nothing spoken she comes in she takes off her stuff um she goes and she uses Chris's heroin right mm-hmm. um, like she kind of even like sneakily like goes into his drawer right like it's not hers. Um, And that's the only thing she could really do to cope. Yeah. Right? Like, what else is she going to do? She's facing this. Who could she tell? Who could she go to? Yeah. And that's why when she's like, you know, eat shit, Danielle. Um, <laughs> Must feel that was like That was like, you know, like, she really felt like she had found a true connection with somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's what got her into this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's the fact that the FBI maybe even knew that and was preying on that. Totally. And that's Absolutely. What why it works so I know.
0: Well. That's the, Yeah. I always, before this YouTube channel got shut down that I really liked, the one that put together (laughs) all the characters, story arcs, um, they had one with Agent Harris, Mm. and he's a really, he's one of those interesting characters that you, like, really don't see. I think his whole, you know, like, his whole YouTube video was, like, 30 minutes, you know, kind of thing of, of airtime throughout the whole series. Um, but you know, his manipulation, you know, we see him today, like looking at his watch, like he knows exactly how to get her to do what he Mm -hmm. wants. Right. And he's, he's the one kind of like the ringleader of these scare tactics that they're using right now. Um, anyways, I think
1: in that specific instance too, where they're in the car, I think that that's an example of, they know that Adriana knows that information Mm -hmm. and that's why they're targeting her and kind of like weaponizing Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Like they know that if they stall that she will respond with something because now they're actually kind of like lowering the bar of information and that she might actually have and they know she has. And so they can actually kind of like build up from there and make sure that she actually will tell them things. There was an interesting series of events and shots that I really liked in this uh, that I wanted to talk about as kind of emblematic of that manipulation. Mm -hmm. And that was um, starting with Tony early on in the episode talking about Running Paiomai not as the front runner, mm. which is information that then has effects throughout the episode, even though there was this speed trap and Paiomai actually won that first race, not to do with Tony's
0: advice. Totally.
1: But I, I thought that concept of not running as a front runner was really interesting and maybe related to a lot of the bigger things that are happening in this episode. Mm. So that idea of like holding back, kind of running with the pack, but holding something, you know, to yeah. be kind of
0: unveil yeah or, unveiled later yeah.
1: and then to kind of like bolt forward and win yeah it's interesting because i think a lot of characters are doing that they're hiding their true intentions they're mm-hmm. hiding their true motives mm-hmm. and their actions until they actually want to like strike
0: yeah
1: and like it's like with janice waiting to strike when she knows that bobby's in a good mood and she tries to like lure him in yeah with karen ziti and there were some interesting like he's
0: wife jojo Jojo Paul Mies. Jojo.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Janice does a good job of getting Jojo out of there. Yeah, she
0: does. <laughs>
1: um, so we have that scene where Tony's talking about not running Paiomai as a front runner. Then we go to Janice at Junior's, which is interesting because she's talking about like what was it? The thing that Bobby has was supposed to take care of. Right. Like she's trying to find out information from Junior. Right. And she's trying to get involved in this. World and be able to have information that then she can use, use. to weaponize against Bobby to get what she wants. Yeah. So there's some interesting like underhanded connotations there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's an edit, or not? I mean, then we kind of have the next scene where. Um, Tony and Carmela are, are in that yep. exchange about the trust. Yep. And he's just so not straight up. It's like I, like we said, like it's a weird situation where he deals with it in an odd way. Where he goes to sign, he gets her excited, but then he doesn't want to do the trust. But there's no honesty, there's nothing straight up about it. He doesn't they don't discuss it. Yep. He kinda has a weird underhanded way of getting what he wants without really accepting any alternatives. I'm not signing
0: it. Do, do you think Carmella like What do you think her, I I know what her motivations are for, like, wanting to have a trust, right? Like, Mm -hmm. she wants to be protected. But, like, do you think that this is a manipulation on her part or is she just?
1: That's a really good question. You could make an argument. I think mostly she's just, it's what she says. Yeah. I think, I mean, of all the characters, she probably is one of the most honest and straight up. I think she's worried about what happens if Tony dies and she's worried about their kids. Yeah. And she doesn't know the finances, and she just wants to feel like there is something established. But that's my interpretation. Yeah,
0: I I was thinking. Because there
1: are more and more rifts in their marriage as Mm -hmm. the show goes on, and this season really deals with them, especially as the season goes on. So that is possible that, I mean, you could make an argument that she's just trying to protect herself, and she's being underhanded. And potentially she's a character who even is, like, lying to herself. Like, maybe there's some kind of, like, psychological repression or something like where she actually is doing it to protect herself in the case of a divorce, even if she's not recognizing that.
0: Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking if that were the case. Yeah. Which is like, that would be smart of her Mm -hmm. to do that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, interesting.
1: (laughs) And then also from that scene, we kind of move into another scene of, of a couple where the trust is kind of questioned because we have additional information and that's Adriana faking her fever. Yes. So, it's this aspect of not being straight up yeah and kind of manipulating your image for you know what serves you Mm -hmm. so i anyway i just thought it was interesting that there was kind of like a sequence of scenes there that all kind of were guided by characters manipulating conversations Mm -hmm. and events for their own purposes
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and i think this is kind of this like blue and yellow thing going on and i can't quite figure it out but often like Like Carmella in the early episodes and in last episode, I think even the one before, we've seen Carmella wearing a lot of yellow. And it Mm -hmm. really is like when she's around the family and this sign of like, you know, when their marriage and she's feeding him tomato sauce and like. Um, and we see her after he doesn't sign those papers, we see her go back to wearing blue for mm-hmm. all the whole rest of the episode. Yeah. And like I said, like Tony's wearing a lot of blue mm-hmm. in this episode as well. Like there's really a couple really interesting when he's race. at the
1: racetrack and he's yeah. getting financial information. He has this like very vibrant blue shirt on yeah. and like a blue pocket square. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And like I said, like the flowers were all in blue and yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, oh,
1: maybe is doing meth. Oh, wait, right. no, that's, that's a, different bad. Oh, that a different show. Shoot. That's a different show. Sorry.
0: What was yellow in Breaking Bad? Meth. Uh, what was blue then? No, blue was meth.
1: No, no, it was yellow. Oh. Yeah. What
0: remember.
1: was blue? Oh, God, I'm just going back the wrong way. <laughs>
0: um, anyways. Stay um, tuned
1: for our Breaking Bad podcast.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to do that next. Um, and then, yeah, so I don't know. And then so we have all these scenes around Piomai, right? Mm-hmm. And the racetrack and stuff like that. So maybe you want to talk about that?
1: Yeah. Well, one thing I want to talk about just before we yeah. maybe move on to that as kind of a final topic is what are Carmela and Tony chasing? And I feel like there's this like aspect of greed or something mm. that kind of like guides them. Like what's their motivation? Like there's that scene where Tony's getting money from Ralph and he just keeps his hand down. Yeah, and pretty he just keeps on getting scene. more and more yeah. money. And then Carmela's focus on the stock like there's something about it where, you know, and or, or you know when she's upset, she says the stock split like it's We're too, too late. late. Yeah, I just feel like both of them are just kind of blindly infatuated with money, mm. in a way where like I really I wonder like what are they chasing? What are their goals? What are their aspirations in that domain? Like I feel like they're just both kind of greedy, yeah, in a certain way. Like yeah. there's nothing to defend other than that like they just both want money to come to themselves which kind of plays into these other topics we've been talking about in this episode like people just want stuff for them they want things to solve their problems they want stuff and they don't really think about other people because we even
0: see like that cousin brian or whatever like tony brings him along to like he's like in the same room as ralphie and stuff like that and he's giving these stock tips which i don't think you're supposed to i don't know where he got that stock tip from right you know um so we even <laughs> like, like even this guy that Carmel is kind of like relying on like to go like legit, yeah. right? Like there's nothing they can't do anything in a totally legit way. Right. Um just because of the nature of that, right? So yeah. it is kind of like um kind of like you're saying, like, yeah, like what are they chasing and at what cost are they chasing it, basically? Yeah. Like again, like what's the cost of Piomai racing, you know? whatever if like the cost of being the pack leader or whatever they called it yeah front runner front runner yeah i was like what's the word i'm looking for um like th- then now they're injured and the vet's there and blah blah right. blah right like so at what cost the vet
1: won't work unless until they yeah. get their money yeah. yeah
0: um yeah what's the cost of chasing these yeah things
1: junior won't pay attention to his trial because the caricature artist drew him in a way that yeah. he doesn't like
0: <laughs> There's also like a weird um a weird Mr. Rogers neighborhood reference for Junior. I should just throw that Which in. Which is interesting there right considering
1: now. the Mr. Rugieros Rugieros yeah, sa- They
0: say it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood and then Junior puts on this sweater <laughs> and zips it up. It's very very Mr. Rogers mm-hmm. neighborhood. I don't know. I don't yeah. get that one. I should just throw that in there? Before we yeah. talk about horses.
1: Okay, let's talk about horses.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: What do you think? What are some of your thoughts?
0: I have like a lot of different thoughts Mm -hmm. and i'm still trying to work through them i feel like horses (sighs) i think it's kind of tied in i think like maybe not all animals and i have to think about how i'm classifying them but there's something about horses that really remind me of like the dancers at the bing or like any of the, like, the workers at the construction site, like, it's just, like, another thing that is used by the mob until it
1: Hmm. breaks. Hmm. Um, Interesting.
0: And, like, everyone else is in charge of riding them or manipulating them, right? Everyone has their own way of doing it. Like, Tony is cheering really loudly, but Ralphie's, like, tell that midget to use the whip or whatever, like, does, like, at any cost, like doesn't matter the animal, right? Yeah. So I kind of see, like, I don't know, in terms of, like, Ralphie and Tony, like, it really highlights the difference with them, right? Kind of even going back to university, Mm -hmm. right, with Tracy, that, like, they both have this different way of dealing with the people that work for them or the people that they're involved with, right? And no matter kind of which way, like, no matter whose advice is followed or who... um. Yeah, like you know, whatever Richie does versus what Tony does, the end result is still the same. There's still like pain, right? Um, hmm. And they both grapple with it really differently, too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there's something with there's something with that for me. Um, yeah that's uh, really I that's really interesting i haven't, I haven't actually. really I, I haven't really flushed it out yet, yeah
1: well for me actually it plays into something that i was thinking okay. about and for me it was like these animals are an opportunity for these characters to show compassion mm. in a kind of cheap mm. way mm. characters who do not have compassion in mm. an episode where we're constantly examining how they are characters who are devoid of compassion mm. it's a way for them to get comfort from feeling compassionate
0: Right. It's like an easy way to feel that. Exactly. Or and there yeah. were some
1: references that really got me thinking about that. Ralph is talking about the vet. These guys, no compassion for the animals.
0: Right. And
1: when Tony gets the call, this crying call, and it's something that he can do something about through money, He's there's some really interesting choices that they made in this episode. He's watching the History Channel, and there's Churchill, and it's triumphant mm-hmm. in this kind of like epic war moment. Mm-hmm. And the music that comes on is kind of like epic and heroic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and tony goes to show compassion but the hilarious thing is that carmel is there and he's just leaving her and yeah. he's not dealing with any of these problems yeah. and i think that for him the horse is something that he really dumps his affections in like he did with the ducks because there's no reciprocation yeah. there's no complication it's not there's no human yeah. interaction yeah and it's a way for him to feel like churchill yeah there's this kind of like scoring of the scene where Tony gets to feel like a hero, where at the end of the day, what he's really doing is leaving his wife. He's going to help this horse, which is nice, but he's still a horrible person, but he's made to feel like a good person, like a hero, like a compassionate person.
0: Yeah. Um, No, I think that's, I think that kind of, yeah, that kind of does get into some of the like feelings that I was having too. Yeah. But I, yeah. um, And I think it's, yeah. I I do think it is though, this like, this manipulation and this using right like that there's I think you're I think you're so right about the like easy like you know easy way to feel heroic or compassionate thing but I think like again like it's like at what cost to those
1: absolutely creature
0: those creatures slash those people right um and there are these like we even like again to again to compare it to Tracy right like Tony does show some compassion in those moments Mm -hmm. right like they connect on this very kind of basic level um but yeah, he's still culpable in her ultimate death, right? Like he has Ralphie around. Yeah. Um. So it is like at he's what, made him at, a what captain. at what cost does this compassion?
1: And interestingly, come? like we brought up before, there's three examples of horse in this mm-hmm. episode. There's the club crazy horse, there's the animal pyomai, mm-hmm. and there's the drug heroin. Mm-hmm. And not only are all bringing comfort, but all are destructive, kind of in their yeah. in their in their own way. Yeah. I mean going forward we have the the animal piomai like we're also like setting up a greater conflict between right. Ralph and Tony yeah. some big things are going to be coming the drug is obviously destructive to all those who are engaging yeah. in it the club is setting up criminal charges against Adriana yeah. and possibly members of the family
0: you can be very comforted there though by listening to no soap radio
1: no soap radio great so. band well how about our last scene
0: yeah, so because, we ha- yeah. we had someone email us.
1: <laughs> yeah, we loved it.
0: And they asked us to talk about that last scene. Ioannis. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks want for us. getting in touch with Ioannis. Yeah, and I think that's such an interesting thing to think about. He asked, she asked.
1: We don't know. Sorry, Ioannis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for getting in touch. Let though. us know. Um,
0: but to comp- like to kind of project the implication of it going forward, so hopefully we'll come back to that scene yeah. as well when we talk about mm-hmm. our next episode but i do think that last scene again paralleled with the other scene with carmella that i was mentioning earlier in the episode Mm -hmm. i feel like it is this real sense of you feel very um constrained or contained by the shot right like you're in this space there is this opening right you can kind of see outside and there's this rain falling Um, But we have this, like, warmth and coziness in this space, right? Even though it's kind of falsely created, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the horse has been drugged. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but Tony's, like, kind of, like, calmly sitting there and looking at it, right? He's also
1: smoking a cigar, which is often, like, a a symbol of him being in control that we've seen a lot throughout the show.
0: Yeah, and it is, I mean, like, just the, I mean, just as a photograph, I think it's, like, a really powerful image, right? With Tony kind of above the horse, which is rare. You're never really bigger than horses, right? Yeah. Like they're usually, and we see him, you know, like petting Pyromy's right. face earlier, but then they're on the floor uh, and there's this warmth. And then this, the goat comes in. Yeah. We didn't talk about the goat yet, yeah. but um, that we have this other creature entering mm-hmm. the space. I think, I don't know. I feel like the goat is kind of like Ralphie. Okay. I feel. I feel like there's who we've something... had
1: associated with the devil before, so that's a classic. Symbol. Well, I,
0: that's what I said to you after the episode. I'm like, yeah. well, goats are often associated yeah. with the devil, and Ralphie's often associated with the devil as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of this like nice, playful creature. It has kind of Ralphie's high pitched voice. So <laughs> I feel like he's kind of sounds goat like. Right. Um, but I think it kind of is like it's this. Um, this trinity of some sort, this like weird Hmm. trinity of, you know, these these three elements, Mm -hmm. right? Like Tony and Ralphie and and Pio Mai, which again, I think represents something a lot bigger, but um, kind of setting up this, structure for some of the episodes to come in the season without giving too much away. And
1: also like just like the the environment outside. The fact that Tony is sheltered right now, albeit Mm -hmm. very isolated. Mm -hmm. But this like pouring downfall Mm -hmm. outside that is there, there's something very kind of foreboding about that. I feel like we we had a
0: rainstorm in college also. I'm trying to think about other times where there was a rainstorm. Remember when Father Phil comes over?
1: That's right. And it's
0: like pouring rain there. Yeah. Um, there is something about rain that I
1: mm-hmm.
0: wanted to track, too. And just the way, like, Tony was moving through the rain and Carmella being like, what? It's raining. Yeah. Right? And Adriana coming home and being soaking wet in the rain. So yeah. there was something about that, like, this, like... And it was. It was, like, so, like such a golden lighting that was in this... Yeah. Um, kennel? What do they call it? Stable? Stable, I guess. <laughs> I don't know yeah. a lot. Of, I, I'm not We're a big not horse people. fan, but, like... <laughs> Stable, um, you know, with this like hay and whatever, and then this goat jumping up.
1: it is just such an amazing scene, though, like just yeah. the the atmosphere that's created, the music that comes on, yeah, it is at the same time this combination of feelings. Like it's foreboding, comforting, mm-hmm. isolating. Mm-hmm. there's a lot there's really a lot
0: I know I know
1: there's really there's really a lot of things that they're that they're putting out there. But I feel like it's like so beautifully tied together by all the things that they're dealing with in this episode
0: yeah no absolutely and yeah i think like it it sets off it's this you know for those of you who haven't seen this show before it does set off a series of events that we're going to see happening yeah this injury and we
1: kind of start to see season four kick into higher gear you know from this point on yeah
0: yeah um, and I, I think the scenes, like, I think just to, you know, r- around Paiomai, those scenes of the guys, like, really cheering for Paiomai, like, mm-hmm. being so animated and so, like, like, you never see them be that excited about anything, right? Yeah. Like, they're, like, going crazy, like, come on, Pai, come on, girl. Like, yeah. they're, like, just going nuts, and they're so happy about those winnings of that money. Um... I don't know, there's something there was something about those scenes. Also the weird like footage of horse races that right. were kind the, like, of like grainy, grainy footage. Like T V footage. So that also it's like, like didn't you
1: guys have a lot of money at this point? Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, and that like you know that they're not really watching anything. They're not watching a real race. Right. It is
1: it is an interesting decision because it really does like suspend the realism. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, there's something about those scenes where the, where they're cheering that like it is kind of like hyper I don't know, like the colours are Really bright, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Well, yeah, compared to how like, about them.
1: muted and and yeah. grainy everything is when you see the actual horses. Yeah,
0: and we know that Tony does like come alive around animals. Like he yeah. he really does love animals. Just
1: like Adriano with Cosette, you know. So after right. she does horse, she's just kind of like cuddling yeah. with Cosette, her dog. Yeah. Another example of like her getting comfort from an animal.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. That's true.
1: Let's see what happens in the rest of the season. We'll be back soon. Oh, wow.
0: Okay. We're well, you know on. what we're
1: going to do tonight? We're going to do our very first Sopranos a Marathon. I think
0: we've done this before, but it was No, a, not it was back in to day back. Time.
1: Yeah. We no, did it didn't we? a We did two in a row? Wow. Yeah, we did. Okay, well.
0: Well, I just wanted to see if there's anything else I wanted to say. Oh, man. I guess not. I'm sorry.
1: I no, guess no, no, we're no, no, no. No? What else do you have to say? No, is that's there things? It. no we're done. That's it? <laughs> yeah. oh no. Okay, we're done. Well, now we're going to do the next episode. What is it? I don't know we're about to find out come back in three days for you and two minutes for us and we'll okay. be doing some more sopranos okay and thanks for listening
0: yeah feel free to write us an email
1: yeah thanks to you honest we appreciated your insight
0: yeah and we'll cover it, we'll cover it more in episodes to come
1: yeah okay we'll talk bye. soon bye